How's it going? This is Steve Durr. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to look at Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 40 and going through verse 56 today. And so let's get cracking. On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the house of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith, and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except for Peter, John, and James, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, Stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him, because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. All right, Jesus um, has arrived now um, from the episode when he had just healed the demon-possessed guy and sent him to be a missionary in his town, People in that side of the lake are like, we don't want you here. Get out of here. Now he crosses to the other side of the lake, and there's a crowd waiting for him. They want him. Everyone wants a piece of Jesus on this side of the lake. Everyone is eager to be around him, to hear him. His popularity is soaring. And so um, Jesus finds himself uh, confronted with an issue, a man named Jairus a leader of a synagogue, which is kind of like a community center. Back then they used synagogues for all sorts of different things. Um, you know, it was a place where you would learn, a place you could do schooling. It was certainly a place you would worship God. Um, and this guy was important. He was wealthy. He was smart. He was educated. And he is desperate. Um, it's amazing when you face circumstances and situations of desperation, how you do whatever you got to do. However, you got to humble yourself to get the help you need. And that's what this man does. He kind of breaks normal protocol and he goes and he pleads with Jesus, falls at his feet. Um, 
he needs help. And Jesus says, yeah, okay, let's let's go help. And so they start making their way to Jairus' home. Now, you'd think this is a real important thing. This is an emergency. This is 911. You pull off on the side of the, ro- the road so that the emergency crew can get by, right? The, light, the sirens are going off. The, the lights are going off. And, but that's not happening. People are crowding around Jesus, wanting to get close to Jesus. And all of a sudden, this woman who has had continual bleeding, it's probably related to her menstrual cycle, continual bleeding, this would have made her ceremonially unclean in a perpetual way, just constantly unclean before God, uh, to ritually unclean, so she couldn't go into um, places of worship. Uh, she could not be touched by other people because she would make them unclean at least for a day. They'd have to go through a whole ritual to get uh, you know, to be cleansed again, which was a very uh, long, uh, detailed thing. And so uh, this isn't a woman that should be hanging around in a crowd because she's ceremonially making everyone around her unclean. And she does something radical. She reaches out to touch Jesus. This is going to make Jesus the holy man, the man everyone wants to get a piece of. It's going to make Jesus unclean. And yet she is desperate, believing that even the little tassels on Jesus' prayer shawl, if she can just touch those, she'll be healed. And so what happens? She's healed. Her trust, her faith, her hope that Jesus could save and rescue her uh, is rewarded. I mean, she's healed. And Jesus recognizes that. And he speaks to her. And in the midst of all of this going on and this woman being called out and her testifying to what happened, Jairus finds out his daughter's dead. And Jesus says, no, 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 let's go to your house. They enter the house. And Jesus takes the girl by the hand and says, get up. And he raises her from the dead. Now, these two back-to-back stories of this woman and then this girl help us see a couple things. First of all, it reminds us that Jesus wades into our broken, grieving, unclean humanity. He just... God the Son has come, become flesh and blood, human. God has become one of us and has entered into our messy, broken, decaying world with its stench, with its evil, with its corruption, with its anguish. And Jesus doesn't, you know, sit in the lounge chair of comfort and watch it all burn. What is he? He, he enters, he wades into the mess. And he not only wades into the mess, he touches the mess. Jesus does something remarkable. First of all, he can't help it that this this woman with bleeding uh, touches him. I mean, he uh, she's the one who reached out and grabbed him. But he was touched by someone unclean, and he made her clean. And then he goes to this young woman's house, this young girl, this 12-year-old girl who's, who's passed away. And what does he do? He touches her dead body. He grabs her by the hand. Now, that is taboo. It's something that you were not to do. It would make you unclean. And so Jesus, this great holy man, touches her dead body. And what does he do? He raises her from the dead. Why does Jesus touch the untouchable? It's because of his incredible love. 
his love for the unlovable, his love for a 12-year-old girl, his love for Jairus, a synagogue leader, his love for people, his love for you, his love for me, has sent him into our world to wade into our mess, into our lives, to touch us when we feel like we're untouchable and to heal us. And I think this also just is a challenge. If we're going to really walk in the footsteps of Jesus, if we're going to be followers of Jesus and do what he does, that means we have to enter into circumstances and situations that the average person would not go into. To touch the untouchable, to love the unlovable, to welcome the outsider, to show hospitality to the stranger, to forgive the enemy, to be generous. You know, following Jesus is going to lead to uncomfortable places. And yet it's there that there is healing and it's there that Jesus is present and we experience him and people are healed. And I think the people most healed in showing love and kindness and compassion for those who we often don't think deserve it are those who offer that love and compassion. So what is God saying to you today and what will you do about it? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for entering our world to love us radically to the point of giving your life for us for reaching out to touch our lives while we were still sinners and not interested and to offer us new life with you. Today, show us someone in our life that needs your healing touch. Show us, show us someone in our lives that need your generosity, your love, your compassion, your presence. And we may then, God, may we join you in providing that for them. And so God, help us to follow you into the mess so that you might do a miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day.